Coming up on today's show, Redfall's disastrous launch, the current state of Xbox, Jedi Survivor hands-on, and much more. Dude, we got to talk about this. Sorry, it just ended. It was so loud in my ear, I couldn't hear what you were saying. You know you can adjust um, the volume on YouTube, right? I know. I just <laughs> didn't because I was so into it. That would have been Holy the worst. Shit. That would have been the worst reaction video ever if we had just posted that. Brian's reaction to the Gran Turismo trailer. I watched you the entire time, and you literally, like, twice went, whoa. <laughs> Dude. Oh, oh shit. Okay. It's so that is that is such an interesting way to do that. That's never been done before. And yeah, that's Orlando Bloom, dude. Yeah, like I, the, I just skipped to the. I just skipped to it. Yeah, and it um, you want to hear something crazy? He was on Howard Stern or some podcast. Guess how much he got paid for all three Lord of the Rings movies? I'm gonna assume not that much. Um, all hundred and seventy five. Th- all three hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Oh no! He was in. <laughs> Uh, Lord of the Rings. He was also in Pirates of the Caribbean, right? He must have shot up in price for those movies. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. But Lord of the Rings, he didn't get paid fuck all. God, at least it's not Napoleon Dynamite. That fucker got paid $1,000 for that movie. So there's that. But yeah, we, uh, we'll we talk about that, man. Um, fuck the really, really cool concept for a movie based on a racing video game, right? Like I thought that would have been boring as hell. And the fact it's based on a true story, wild. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let me roll the intro and then we'll jump into all this shit. Give her. Welcome back to the Pixel Candy Podcast, our weekly podcast covering everything on the latest in gaming news, movies, television, and of course, all things nerdy. I'm your host, Alan Sensich, and I'm here with my returning co-host, my bro, the controller, Snapping Sinchacho. Brian, do you know what I, do you know what I was listening to right right before this and i could not get out of my head so i had to do that thing like earworm where you gotta listen to the song and get it out that doesn't work for me but go on the new elenium avril lavigne travis barker joint right. oh my fucking oh, god dude! such a good song man that whole album if you listen to like the whole album now so i've listened to like the fur the front half of it and i just haven't been Oof. in a place to listen to music because you know what i'm doing is i'm in my office and you know what i got rocking in the background on this tv behind me mm. the league Right, and I just yes. run that shit while I'm while Another I'm working. Fantastic oh, show, oh fantastic, my God. so good. You, so many people told me to watch that. And I'm like, yeah, I gotta watch this. So I, I gotta listen to the Elenium album tomorrow. I'll do that. It is so good, dude. And we're you, did you? I, this is a total sidebar. Did you get your tickets to Vell? You you texted me about the Friday. So l- long story short, we're not gonna go. Like, no, come on, no, dude. He's playing the Friday. Are you insane? I know. I know, but we're not going to go because Cheryl doesn't want to go because she just was like, so fucking you just come. I was going to just come and I'm like a hundred after tax. I think it's like $200 for the day. And I'm like, I still might. I don't know. Right now. I'm kind of like, ugh. I'm, like, I'm, I'm telling, and, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now that all of all the artists in that genre and that atmosphere and that type of setting you could see for $200. I know it's steep. 1000%. He is the one. He is like the chosen one for that fucking genre, dude. The this guy puts on the craziest sets ever. So I'm just, if you need to reconsider, please do it. It would be so much fun to have you there. And f- I just want to see uh, hear that album live. Okay. That's the other thing, dude. He's doing a live <laughs> thing too. This isn't just like a DJ set. He's having a whole bunch of people on stage performing slash DJ set. It's gonna be fucking amazing. You're gonna miss that. You're gonna so, well, so much fun. That is a strong pitch. I wasn't that firmly on the no, but let's just say I haven't bought my tickets yet. Though. Okay, fair enough. I was just like, I don't know, that's a lot of money, and like, it, it might just end up being me uh, if that's I fine. come. Because yeah, Cheryl's just like, Who cares? Cheryl's like, I had to drink Bud Light Seltzer, and I'm like, she's too precious for it. You know what I mean? And she was like <laughs> upset that, and, I, and I'm like, this is not the point of coming here. But she was so upset that like chain smokers would like play some Taylor Swift and play some like old school 2000s R&B and then hit dubstep. And I'm like, what, where do you think you are? This she is, is not, the 1% of people this, that attended that oh, had that thought in not, reverse. Every other person was like, what's going on with the Taylor Swift? I know. Boom. Huge fucking crazy breakdown into like a dubstep. And that was like, okay, now we're back. We're back. Let's go. And it was like, that was the transition. That's all that is. That is to I catch know. you off guard and be like, oh, I know this pop song from like 15 years ago, but right? let's get back to the real music. <laughs> that's actually amazing. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's her thing. And I'm just kind of like, okay, like, ugh, fine. But anyways, it'll probably just be me. But good, good, uh, good insight on what it's going to be like. 
Yeah. Maybe that changes things. It's going to be good. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Buy it right now. I'm not going to definitely not going to do it right now. <laughs> I thought you did. Uh, you, I, sent, you sent me the message. The other I was day, going so I thought to. thought you were going to. I was uh, in, I was in the shit and I was buying it and I'm like, ah, I'm like, I don't know. It, it is. It's steep, dude. Like that's a lot of money for it. it knowing I'm only going to see him. I'm not, I'm it not, is, I don't, yeah. if, if, you, if however, it was a full day, like we did last year, that was worth every penny. We right. Saw, what, exactly. Six artists that were all great. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Here's what I will say though. I find that in those situations, if I come and I might, uh, what ends up happening is I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know I'd like these 900 other artists that I mm. get to hear the same day. So it might end up being worth it. Here's my other big consideration, man. I am at my most miserable and you know, cause we grew up together. I'm at my most miserable in like 30 degree plus heat. And it's later than this year <laughs> than it was last year. It's in August. And if I'm outside all day in the heat, uh, like, you know, I, I'm just like, this all sounds gross just to wait this long for Elenium. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, Elenium would be epic. And how many times? I mean, I'm 37. It is, it, yeah. How dude, many more it, times am I going to have, you know? I'm telling you right now, it, it is unforgettable. The The set I saw at Electric Daisy Carnival is to this day ingrained in my brain as one of the greatest things I have ever witnessed. Fair. Ever. And that that's a high statement, right? Like that's a, it, comparing it to big, everything I've done in my life, time. there's yeah. a lot of things I've done. I'm, I'm serious when I say that. The, what happened that night in terms of just everything coming together and seeing that level of production and his music specifically. Anyone listening, if you don't know who this fucking guy is, Elenium, he's one of my favorite artists of all time, hands down. And just please go check him out on whatever fucking platform you're listening to this on. Um, he, he crosses over with so many artists, so it's not even like if you're not into a particular EDM genre, you're going to hate this. Dude, he crosses over with country crosses over with with pop with with fucking metal with all sorts of shit um yeah i'm just i, I won't i won't dig any deeper here but but please reconsider <laughs> it's gonna be so much fun fair put a put a pin in that one mm -hmm. um what was i gonna say dude you're watching the league and like everything you're fucking texting me about this show i'm like this was oh, one yeah. of my favorite shows, but I watched it over a decade ago. So like you're texting all this shit, and I'm like, okay, Ruck, uh, Rux, Ruxpin, that's his name, right? Ru Ruxin, 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 Rodney, uh, Rodney Ruxin, forever unclean. Ruxin, uh, Ru Ruxin, uh, Ruxin, Taco, fucking Taco's the best. Taco, Taco's the best. No, no, no. Rafi is the best. Rafi is no, one of, but he the, is one of the greatest the best, TV characters of the all best time. Best is hard to quantify though, man, because Pete is great in his own way. Fucking Jenny is great in there. I just, I don't like Kevin, the character Je they made around him. I obviously don't like Andre. You're not supposed to. Can we just stop for a second yeah. on Jenny? Because. Right. Like. That, like, I love yeah. Jenny. Oh my yeah, God. Jenny's great. Like, Jenny's absolutely great. amazing. The shit talking. Um, isn't there a guy named Brian? No, that's what Rafi calls Kevin. <laughs> that's why I call <laughs> he calls him Brian the whole, he calls him Brian the whole thing. Tall guy is Pete and <laughs> Brian is Kevin. Okay. This is why I'm foggy. You're sending me all these things. You're like, and oh, then, this episode and was then great. I'm like, uh, Dirty Randy. Dirty Seth, Randy. Seth Rogen is a porn well, director that you've makes gotten that porn far? with... Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm halfway through season five, dude. Okay, wait. So have you seen the episode? And this isn't spoiling anything, but it's an episode yeah, yeah. that is only... There's no other character in it. It's only Rafi and, and Dirty Randy. Yes, yes, with the guns. Holy I see. <laughs> they fuck, make the, yeah, yeah. dude. It's so funny. What a good show. And they man. go and they, they dress up in the, uh, they're wearing golf shirts and they're like, oh yeah, like we're normal guys. Do these pants, how do you even take a shit? Do you do it through them? What happens here? What are, what are you watching it's, it on? What, what platform? Disney. It's on, the whole thing's on Disney Plus. Okay. Again, anyone <laughs> listening, if you have not watched the show The League, uh, do yourself oh. a fucking favor. It's just such well, a, it's one of those great, just feel good, laugh enjoy yeah. you don't have to think too hard it's stupid it's funny um oh, it's about a bunch of people yeah. in a fantasy football league but you don't have like i do i could care less about football and fantasy leagues combine those you two know i could what, care though? even less this show is the so, best here's the thing agree with that however i will also say that if you're into football even a little bit or you play fantasy anything even probably a makes it bit, so much it is better that much funnier yeah it's yeah. that much funnier and the only reason i know that is because i've been i've worked with a lot of guys and girls over the years that have played a lot of fantasy sports mm. and i'm always like sitting beside them while they're setting their lineups and stuff so i get it a little bit yeah, yeah. and then i know a lot of the professional football players 
because I watch football. I, I, I pay attention to sports just enough. I think I've said this on the show before. Yeah, I pay attention to sports just enough so I can like have like that that two minute conversation you need to have with the clients. They're like, this dude's all right because he knows about the Packers yeah. or whatever. Like I follow, I watch highlights. So if you know even a little bit, it's hilarious because at one point, like Deion Sanders, super famous football player, buys Andre's house and Jenny sells it to him. And they're like, don't say, well, don't tell them what happened here. And they filmed a porno there. And it's like, and it's just right, the, right, right. and the way the football players act is so funny. I, it's, it's easily one of my favorite comedies ever. You told me to watch it years ago. And I was just like, it was just one of those things you've said a lot. You've, you've told me to watch and do a lot of things over the years. Some of it just falls off naturally, yeah, just like naturally, with anyone. Yeah. Right. And you, you told me a bunch of other people told me. That and was I was our, just that like, was our regular at the rusty bumper. At, uh, at Connor's yeah. bar, we just had that on all the fucking time. Oh my god! But yeah, the way okay, I came like, across it, I had no other shows, and it was on Disney Plus. And I'm like, this is why these streaming services are great. They're annoying because there's so many of them, but when they surface cool stuff, this is what it's for. Well, and you know t- what? Twenty five minute episodes. It's what six, seven seasons, I think. Yeah. So like, you could blast through it in like a couple of months. Yeah, for sure. and, and it's just one of those things. Watch. If you want to watch, like, I miss shows like that when you're just like, I just want to watch a fun episode. Twenty five minutes. That's all. It's the time also. You need. It's dialogue heavy, so I have it on behind me while I'm working, and you don't even have to look at it. Hearing it is enough yeah. <laughs> because it's so much dialogue. So, dude, yeah, th- this is a much taller ask because it is the longest running sitcom, literally of all time. You need to watch "It's Always Sunny in Philly." That is, I've watched a bit of it. One of the best shows ever fucking made. The testament being, it is lit- like, I didn't make that stat up. It is literally the longest yeah. running sitcom to date. They're coming out with the new season in June. Um, That's wild. If you like the league, dude, there's, n- I don't know how you wouldn't, not that like the fucking, I would love the same humor. Sunny, for yeah, sure. You would. Well, what's it on? Are all the seasons anywhere? It's on Central? Disney, dude. It's, it's on fucking, Disney's crushing it. Every eh? season's on Disney. Go, Disney's go just fucking it. making moves, you know? It is. Just making it, shitty new Marvel movies and collecting all the old gems. That's, I'm gonna, I'm that's gonna, the highlight. I'm going to try my best to transition here because we're not here to talk about show. Uh, well, we are here well, to we talk, can about talk about shows, the one show. Talk about two, the, we talk about the shows up front and gaming second. It's up to you. I was going to attempt to be like Like Disney. a hard left turn? Disney, yeah. Putting out. Uh, fuck. I, <laughs> well, hey, bro. May the fourth like, be yeah, with was, you. Thank you. you. Know that's I mean? what I was getting like, to. That's what I was going to say. You beat me to it. May the 4th be with you, even though this is going to go up on Cinco de Mayo. So happy Cinco de Mayo by the time <laughs> right? this goes online. That's a couple um, of banger days back to back. It yeah. really is. Fuck it. Dude, Star Wars Day is so much fun. And you know what's really enjoyable? Really Working where I do, Star Wars Day is a fucking blast. I This was my, my not my entire work day. It took fucking like 20 minutes. But uh, one thing I had to do on Tuesday, I was like, oh, fuck, Cinco de Mayo is on uh, Friday. Okay, can I do anything for that? I did something for Funko Pop there. But for The Office, I was like, um, okay, Cinco de Mayo, not so much. Uh, Star Wars Day, shit. There's there's something there's something in The Office that crosses over. There has to be. Funny enough, it, it, Dwight dresses up dresses as a Sith as Lord Palpatine. during one of the episodes, right? <laughs> yeah. And the whole line is him being like, oh, Jim, your fucking outfit's dumb. Like, what, like I paid $129 for this. And he takes his lightsaber out and all that shit. We had the Halloween event all around that Halloween episode where he dresses up as the Sith Lord. So I repurposed the asset and just got to basically play with Dwight dressed up as it, made a quick little post, literally like, I don't even know what I, I put out. It was like, Dwight is celebrating today, dot, 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 for $129. Like, that's just one thing I got to do for work, which Amazing. was fucking great. And then you, you go onto our Slack channels and every single person is just so pumped. Like, everyone's posting about Star Wars and like, um, whether it be uh, Jedi Survivor, which we are about to talk about very soon, um, mm-hmm. whether it's about the Mandalorian or just like reflecting on the history of Star Wars, like my whole fucking work. It's like it literally everyone was celebrating. There's people in meetings wearing a fucking uh, one of one of my buddies has the Boba Fett helmet. Did the entire nice. meeting with a Boba Fett helmet on. Amazing. So it's like I just I love Star Wars Day. Um it's so much fun. And so many brands get behind it, dude. Like yeah. Fortnite released a mm. bunch of Star Wars content. So you can literally be like Anakin with a fucking lightsaber like yeah. going through that game. It, I'm a huge Lego guy and I'm on all their newsletters. So the VIP program, mm. you get every time you buy a Lego set from the website, which I do, 
you get points, just like any other loyalty program. You can use those points, and it was a relatively low amount of points, to enter a contest to win a silver R2-D2. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, like a why Lego? Not? You know what like I mean? Like a it's Lego like, R2-D2? Like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Like a, like a sterling silver. Oh. Art, like miniature R2-D2 that cool. looks like a minifigure, but is completely made of silver. They they're only making, uh, I don't know, like 30 of them. Mm. And you enter in for a contest to win it. Shit like that. And nice. it's like, buy a Star Wars set, get a free X-Wing fighter when you buy a set more. So every brand is doing Dude, it something. Got, it got me. It. I, so I ended up, I don't even know how I got here. I ended up on Amazon today looking at lightsabers. I, I, right? It, Amazing. $300 for a fucking lightsaber. And <laughs> I was like, one? I was seriously doing that thing where I'm like shopping around. I'm like, does that lightsaber fit my needs? And like, I didn't know like which one. Like, I was like, no, I don't like the grip on this Amazing. one. But like, ooh, this, I like, like the color of the. the you're like, like in it. They got you. They got me. Amazing. So yeah. Um, happy fucking Star Wars Day. May the fourth be with you. Question being, where are you? And. How are you enjoying Jedi Survivor? It's a great question. It's a great question. I am not that far. I'm only in the basement of the cantina where you okay, meet Kobo, a familiar you, face. Okay, you got there. The, that, is, yes. that is the largest planet on the game. Yeah. So at least you have got there. Very overwhelming. It is uh, very overwhelming. Very overwhelming. <laughs> but you know what? Um, the golden path makes a ton of sense. You mm. know what this game is going to be for me? And I've talked about this a lot before. This game is going to be a game where I'm in the 3D audio going through the story at a relatively quick pace, not doing a lot of side stuff. And then I'm going to blast through TV shows, not even TV shows, podcast content mm. while I platinum this bitch. Yeah, That's going to be yeah. how I do this. I'm literally going to play this game probably for the rest of the year. I already know it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's long. But like, what else am I going to do? If there's no, nothing yeah. else that pops up, I'm not just going to jump to like, oh, I really want to do cyberpunk. Makes no, like, that makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna do Jedi until I'm sick of Jedi. Just cyber. Didn't you buy cyber? I trialed it. I trialed it. Oh, okay. I didn't buy it. I trialed it, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." If I wanted a game of this magnitude, I would do Cyberpunk. But I, you know, that all being said, the the combat is amazing. I'm doing that dual wielding lightsaber. Have you? Hang on. Funniest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Why? It's (laughs) actually yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Why does he run like there is a giant pickle up his ass? It's so fucking awkward, but that is With my the favorite two lightsabers? stance. Yeah, <laughs> like no one can see it right now, but <laughs> Brian just recreated it perfectly. Um, yeah, his his arms are like out T pose, like kind of like kind of like um uh like troll style, you know, like like yeah, like lingering, weird. and he like just wobbles back and bizarre. forth. It's really weird. Uh, d- question though, do you have all the stances yet? There's five of them. Uh, no, so I have I have single double. And then the the the, the Unity one, the Darth Maul Ooh. one. Okay, so here here's what I want to say about this game really quickly. First of all, it's fucking awesome. I am so deep into this game. I'm loving every minute of it. This is the perfect style game for me because it's still like very much like Fallen Order. It is that Metroidvania. You get a you get an ability. You can go back and explore more than you could before. Um, the lightsaber combat's fucking amazing. But dude, we talked about this before. They expanded customization. They expand. They expanded how much you could explore, like in the world, and they expanded combat. Now that I have my hands on it, I'm like, holy shit! I yeah. cannot say enough how much I appreciate the way in which they expanded all these things. So, oh, so first, good. customization, absolutely fucking amazing. Making your cow look any which way you want, and then if you're only where you said you were, trust me, I don't have you were, stuff, yeah. dude. You're gonna unlock so many fucking outfits, so many cool. Like you know what they really nailed is like the, like the leather jacket, cool looking fucking Indiana yeah, yeah. Jones motherfucker stuff. Like yeah. there are so many versions of that, and then once you collect that, you can collect oh, paint and yeah. colors for all of them. So. Cal from his fucking beard to his hair to his top to his shirt to his so pants. So the color his... of every little piece of his lightsaber. There's like nine pieces Dude, the of lightsaber. Dude, the lightsaber. Color of all of them. Insane. My Crazy. favorite is, is BD1. Customizing BD1 yeah. is the best. So fun. You can customize. black and red. It's so good. Dude, and his parts. You can, you can make him yeah. physically look different and then customize them the way you want. But then it's like, okay, you got your primary color. You got the secondary color. You got the accent color. And you have, like the like you said, the polish. You can make him look super worn. You can make him look really fucking shiny and brand new. Like, all that stuff. Um, so and good. 
actually, I can't spoil this for you because you haven't got there yet. There's one more thing you get to customize, which is super fucking cool. Um, and all these things come together. It kind of gives you that agency that I love in games. But past that is the fucking combat, dude. So, oh, so Fallen cool. Order, we had single lightsaber combat for 75% of the game. And then you get the uh, the double-ended, like, Mace yeah. Windu. Or not Mace yeah, Windu. Yeah. Um, Darth Maul. Darth Maul fucking lightsaber right which was super cool and and allowed you to do a whole bunch of different things they elaborated on both this game where you can kind of upgrade the skill tree to both yep. which i did especially for that uh the double-ended one because you you get really fucking cool abilities oh, you yeah. can do with that the windmill blocking all the, the, the dude the windmill is my favorite so good the second i got the double lightsaber though where he breaks it apart now he has one in each hand that is my favorite stance by oh, far yeah. But this game does a good job in so you get the 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 hybrid stance as well eventually. You'll get a blaster and you'll get yeah, a amazing. lightsaber in each Can't hand. Wait for that. Then you get the fucking um what do they call it? Cross guard, I think they call it. So that's the one it's like the T and you got the little tiny baby lightsabers coming out oh, the side, yeah, like yeah, um yeah. from what's his the, face the, in the new um, movies. The, yeah, Kylo Ren. But yeah. there's a there's a word for that. What's what's it called on a sword? That bottom piece. I don't know. It's like it's, it's like a long sword yeah, yeah. type heavy thing, and like you and McGregor, you and McGregor has a huge problem with it because in interviews he like makes fun of Kylo Ren. He's like he's like, why the fuck is that necessary? That's not necessary. <laughs> he's like, you fucking burn your hands on that. It's insane. Anyway, but dude, cool, you, cool as shit. Though. You get to customize if you're using that stance, that little T part. Like they they thought yeah, as yeah. far to be like, okay, if the actual lightsaber is going to look different, like let's let you customize that. Um, so what I did is I have explored every single stance. Started with the two that you get, got the double, enjoyed the living fuck out of that. And I, I, that is still one of my favorite ones. Um, but when you get the, plast, uh, the the plaster, the blaster slash like the hybrid stance, um, I fucking respect everything. So there's an option in this game. It's free the first time and it costs one skill point every time after to fully respec your points. So keep that in mind. If you, if you sink a bunch of points into a bunch of bullshit and you want to transition to a different stance, Ooh. you can do this as many times as you want. You just you have to sacrifice one skill point every time you do after your free thing, okay? So I did that, and I sank everything into the blaster slash hybrid stance, yeah, yeah. right? Dude, so much fun. Had a fucking right? blast with it. There's then, so many droids on the fucking ceiling. I try to throw my lightsaber at them. I'm like, okay, it needs... And that's what that works for. Blaster, so yeah. you get the range. It doesn't do a whole lot of damage, but if you can get really good at going in between blast, slash, blast, like there's actual moves, sets, and combos you can do. But once I got the... I think it's called cross guard. Once you get that stance, that one, honestly, right now, feels the best. It's the closest thing to like like a from soft elden ring style combat of where because you swing so slowly but every time you land a hit it does fucking serious damage it breaks everyone's goddamn block guys with shields forget it they're destroyed but it takes you forever you can get hit like six times before you take a single swing it makes you think about combat so differently that i'm really fucking enjoying that and then I kind of had my fill of the hybrid stance. So I've respect like four times at this point. Now I'm at yeah. the point I got the cross guard for my like methodic big heavy dudes. Like that's how I fight them. But I switched back to the dual blades because that's fucking quick and frantic and so yeah. much goddamn fun. You can upgrade it to the point where you're just like you're tossing one and two and like you collect both of them and then you hold them and you can toss both at the same time. And they bounce in between enemies like amazing. This game's so fucking sick. And to finish off about just all my praise here is the exploration. Like, I did not anticipate how fucking big this game is. Right. That Kobo where you are is it, it could have been the entire map. It, it could have been an open world game. It is fucking enormous. Yeah. And then you still get to travel to other planets. So I'm it's fucking uh, I'm I'm really digging it. Um, I'm having a good time. I, I want to. I want to play tonight. I'm probably not going to have time. Um, I will say, though, there there were some things where I was just like, okay, fuck. Like, j and, and this doesn't ruin the experience by any means. I'm curious where you land on some of these things, how mm -hmm. much they affect your experience. Um, I just want to note, everyone's talking about the performance right now. And it, it really sucks because 
it's a PC thing. So anyone listening, if you even thought about buying this game on PC, do not. This is literally a cyberpunk situation where the game is fucking busted. It does not work. It's like 15 frames a second. It, it freezes. It crashes. Things just don't work. Audio fucking cues are off. It's completely just destroyed. Um, PS5, I haven't... We, we talked about it briefly. Like, I haven't had much trouble. They patched it. And honestly, since that patch, it has been perfect. Um, the only thing I noticed was in Kobo, a bit of slowdown. Because how fucking big and vast and open that part of the level is there is a lot of slowdown there the one the one thing i need to talk about because the patch didn't fix it i guarantee you on pc it's the exact same thing the art direction of certain characters it's like okay if you so far if you took a lineup of all the characters in in jedi survivor you have cal he looks fucking phenomenal everything they did to him he looks fucking cool he's highly rendered he has great animations he his facial expressions look really good like just when he talks and animates and whatever i'm forgetting the name of every other character but pretty much anyone from the first game (laughs) that that uh follow that carries over greece yeah uh, like the alien dude Mm -hmm. um the jedi woman that like you end up meeting up with like all those characters dude fucking what's her name the like uh the chick that's like just murders everyone i don't know her fucking name she's got like gray skin and tattoos on her face all of those characters look amazing they like when you're watching cutscenes with them it's like holy shit dude like this is this is next gen this looks great blah blah blah. but everybody what is what is going on with everyone else and this is not this isn't a graphical thing it's not a fucking an issue with performance there's a I'm a like they ran out of time. There's one character I won't say who it is. They're from the first game. They make an appearance again. They look so fucking piss poor. They look like a fucking PS3 model character through and through. The way they animate, every facial expression, just from afar. They're fucking the way that they're rendered, straight out of a PS3 game and a bad PS3 game. I so I did a side mission where you're on Kobo early. And you walk up to this woman and she's like, hey, I think there's some monsters down in the mines. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then it's like this, clearly the side mission. So you go down and you kill some like monster down there and you come up and she's like, I think I'm just going to take over that mine now. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like the dialogue didn't make a ton of sense. Hmm. And then her rendering, she did. Was she looking looked at terrible? Me. She's like, look at, she looked terrible. She's like looking at the ground. I'm like. Dude, your entire your entire crew, like in the opening of this game, is kind of like this cool kind of heist. They're not well, they're not stealing anything, but it's it's this cool fucking team thing, right? Um, why everyone looks awful? Every single fucking on your squad, every other character looked great. Your squad, even the dude, the like uh, bounty hunter type character that's like your buddy. There's something off. There's I don't know what the fuck happened in like the the art direction for all these characters. But it is so noticeable. It does not ruin the game. I think it's funny more than anything. But like, I want to take a screenshot to to post on uh, our Instagram so people can see. Because once you get to, uh, I don't even know. I'm so bad with names and planets because it's fucking Star Wars. Yeah. When you meet up with all the characters from the first game and you're you're in this like underground layer, there's a cutscene with everyone I just talked about that looked great. They're all there. They're all present. And then the 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 fucking person that I was saying that looks terrible enters the scene and there is such a contrast. It It's literally laughable as if like in Resident Evil 2, if you, if you downloaded that fucking PS1 skin to have the PS1 oh, polygon right. yeah, yeah, yeah. in Resident Evil 2 on, on PlayStation 4, it's that. Like it is so contrasted. I'm like, what? How? How, How did it pass? Well, I don't understand. And here's the thing. So... I love the game for a lot of the same reasons you do. I'm not as far as you are, so I haven't experienced a lot of these things yet. I've been balancing. So I was playing it heavy the first couple of days, and I've backed off a little bit because I'm actually waiting, hoping they'll patch it a little bit more because I'm getting lag. I'm getting some pop-in. I'm getting, I'm getting some weird stuff, and I'm just like... I'm just like, I'm not in a rush. You know what I mean? Mm. I think I'm slowly, I'm not completely there yet because Dead Space was immaculate. Resident Evil 4 was immaculate. And I got those games day one, but I'm getting towards where Derek's at in terms of like, why do I keep 
pre-ordering games, playing them on day one, when we've had more doo-doo than flawless execution? Like, what's the difference? If I wait, I get a game that's flawless from end to end. Right now, I'm like, I think I'm going to slow it down. I might even go back to Dead Space, finish my new game plus, come back to Jedi hoping there's more patches because it's still not right. Like, it's not. If a PC is completely broken, PS5, I'd say like is 90, 95% of the way there, but that 5% is a little annoying. Just my thoughts, but there's a, there's definitely pop in. Uh, that's, that's one thing that hasn't been changed, but uh, I think it was Monday they patched it. And, and, and honestly, like it's, I have not noticed a fucking thing. There's a little pop in here and there on, again on Kobo. Whenever you're yeah, in yeah. that fucking level, because it's so big if you look off into the distance and you like whip the camera around, things kind of literally like boop, 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 like popping yeah. in and out. Other than that, man, um, it is flawless, but I, I hear you. Um, you know what I mean? Just maybe like a shouldn't slow have bird. bought it right away. Maybe uh, not. If, if but it's but how do you know? That, but... but how do you know? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I thought I I take I took the risk with Dead Space. It was awesome. I took the risk mm-hmm. with Resident Evil 4. It was awesome. What else have we played this year that we got day mm-hmm. one? God of War Ragnarok was awesome. Yeah. Like there was none of these issues, you know? I mean, I should have known in hindsight because of EA, but n- neither here nor there. I still don't um, think it's that bad. I ha- it has not hindered my experience at all. But it, I, I get me what you're neither. From. But like me neither. But you know what'll anger me is if I get to the end of this game and let's be real, it'll take me a really long time. But what will really piss me off is if I get even sixty percent of the way through this game and they patch it to look way better, no issues. I'm worried if I go for the platinum and I can't pop a trophy, I might actually snap a controller. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? So I'm just going to take my time. I'll just watch some shows. I still haven't finished The Mandalorian. I'm trying to get through that. So, like, I might just, like, I only have an hour or two at night. I'm starting to work out at night now. So, like, I don't have as much time. I'm like... I'm just going to... It's going to be a slow burn for me. Well, thankfully, the console versions are, are good. Uh, it really does fucking suck that the PC is in like literally an unplayable state. But this is not the fucking first game to come out as a complete disaster in the last week because one of the biggest, I think this is one of the biggest stories in gaming right now. It's fucking everywhere. It's on the front page of everyone's fucking headlines. Redfall for Xbox has released two terrible reviews. And we talked about this. We talked about it when they announced it. We talked about it when they had their follow-up uh, presentation and that headlined it. We talked about it when the leak came out that there was 30 frames only on console. We've covered it a good amount. I have never really been too impressed, especially like I was never a huge Dishonored guy, but I would look at those games and be like, God damn, like those are, fu- those are really good looking games. Um, and I know the intricacy of the game design behind them is like top notch. But then, like, we played fucking, um, the fuck is it, Deathloop. And, like, I love Deathloop. That was such a fucking good game. So, looking at Arcane as a studio, once they announced Redfall, I was like, fuck, man, like, a co-op first-person shooter. It looks kind of bland with the whole, like, they're describing each hero or whatever you want to call it, character you play as. Very generic. Gameplay sounded generic. Nothing, like, stood out to me. I did not anticipate the problems once this game released being so far beyond what I thought was going to, I thought it was like, okay, 30 frames a second on console in 2023 on a fucking $600 Xbox. Something wrong there. That is like the least of the fucking problems with this game. I I don't know if you've watched any coverage. I watched a whole bunch of reviews. I watched a bunch of let's plays. This game is really, really bad. Uh, from a gameplay design, like fundamentals of just mission structure, progression, fucking enemy AI being absolutely batshit bad. Yeah, um, I've seen that. Everything about this game is so piss poor. And it is unfortunately called into question. And the whole discussion right now is like the state of Xbox in 2023 and what the future yeah. holds. There's a lot to cover here. So I feel like this is probably going to be the rest of our show. Um I don't know where to start. I just want to throw to you to see when this review came out and when the conversation turned to Xbox, especially they are, you work with Microsoft. So like, yeah, I just so, want to know where you're at with all this. There's always a good time to remind our listeners that I work for Amazon out of Canada and I work with Microsoft specifically as one of my clients based in based out of Canada. So I work with the Canadian teams. I have I have access and speak to a lot of the American teams on both sides, the client and the 
the client and the uh, and Amazon. So all these opinions I'm about to give her are my own. One of our Microsoft clients listens to this show and I'm sure he's gonna have his thoughts if he doesn't agree with what I'm gonna say. Um, but what I'm gonna say I think is gonna be pretty fair. It, I, I think, and I don't know that Xbox could have done anything differently about this, but to, to, to have so much pressure on this and Starfield this year across like call like either of those failing would call into question Xbox as a business and as a viable maker of games, just the way that this is all gone. And I think the reason for that is because they haven't done anything significant and they've been hyping these two titles up forever. I think if you think back, if Hi-Fi Rush had been promoted the same way Redfall Mm. has been promoted, would we be having this conversation right now? Or would we be more like, oh, like that's okay. Redfall was shit, but you know what? Hi-Fi Rush was amazing. And they did a six-month marketing campaign lead up to that game. And it was they showed us gameplay and they did promotion and they did reviews and it was fucking incredible. And it's in the game of the year conversation. Well, not such a big deal about Redfall. Like that's a miss, but that's okay because Starfield's coming. But because they shadow dropped Hi-Fi Rush, all we're talking about <laughs> is how bad Redfall is and if Xbox is even gonna fucking be around and make games. And that's kind of crazy. So I don't know. I just think it's all in the way Microsoft maybe has positioned this game. Like it's been, I think it's just been overhyped, honestly. Cause, well, they, but they needed it to be successful. It just wasn't. But and it, I'm not sure who's at fault for it. This is what throws me off, right? Because everything you said, yeah, 100%. It, at, at the core, so it, it did come out like Redfall was not designed, but with the same team from Arcane that made a lot of the hits that everyone knows Arcane to, to be. Yeah. This was, I think, a relatively new studio or, or team, rather, within Arcane. And, you know, the, the products come out, it speaks for itself. But what's really fucking weird here is a lot of the, like, follow-up to this was, well, we we leave our... The original pitch was we're going to leave our purchases of these studios alone. We're going to leave them to their own devices. We're not going to, like, micromanage. Yeah. We're not going to step in. We're not going to mandate going to inject um, capital when they need it it's like that's great that's that 100 percent. you still need to check in on your product that you are buying up to speak to the, the the overall brand the amount that redfall has been pushed to be an xbox product come to xbox we have games and here's a fucking new one redfall from arcane studios this was a huge fucking thing and what blew my mind, what absolutely just, I, I, I was completely bewildered when I fucking heard this. According to Phil Spencer and Xbox, this was Redfall and the acquisition itself, like, like Arcane Studios within Bethesda and all this stuff, was not seen as a part of Xbox to the point that we thought it was. They looked at it as no, no. We purchased them, but they're they're their thing. They're Bethesda. We're Xbox Studios. It's like you guys spent all this money, and like if that's not the way you're looking at it, fine. That's but be transparent about that. Be transparent about well, how you you're, can't you're have treating it both ways. Stuff. You can't have both ways. You can't take credit because if Redfall came out and was a 96 on Metacritic and dethroned God of War this year, we wouldn't. This that would not be what comes out of any Xbox executive's mouth. That's my look point. At the is amazing it, it, things we did. It's so you can't completely have baffling the the response of like, yeah, you know, like we let it slip because we weren't really paying attention to it. And it's like, man, as someone who works heavily with IPs that constantly, constantly need approval, it's almost like irritating how much approval is needed. You also <laughs> yeah, see that's because it's NBC Universal, neither here nor there. <laughs> but dude, you also see why that approval is needed. Yeah. It makes complete sense. If you well, were to fucking if you were to create something and and you license that out to anybody, you're going to want say, final say on what happens. If you buy up a fucking company that is going to now represent the larger corporation at whole, do you not want to have a final check-in or at least some sort of visibility into what's going on? So yeah. the oversight is what concerns me and I, I know everyone's like worried about Starfall. Honestly, I'm not in really Starfield. the 
Starfall. What did I say? Star- Starfall. You, you combined. Red, he said Starfall. Starfall. Which kind of, you know, to be honest, <laughs> with Redfall not being great, you could rename it. Starfall would be yeah. great. Well, we could call it that. But sorry, my, my point being, I'm not in the <laughs> camp because a lot of people online are. Um, they're worried now about uh, Starfield. They're like, oh my yeah. god, it's it's going to be a disaster because of Redfall. I don't I don't think that's a one to one thing. I am just more like, please get your shit together because. This is nothing new in terms of the promises being made and nothing being delivered. How yeah. fucking long have we talked about Xbox lining up all their their pieces Fable. and just fucking like How long going we talking off? about Fable? We've covered we've covered Fable two or three times in the year or two year and a half we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. Year and a half. And then Fable has been talked about how many years prior to that? There's so there's so many things, and you're right. It's like the do- we talk about them line up the dominoes, they're all going to fall, and Xbox will reign supreme. I think I heard Phil Spencer say something. And by the way, I think it's really cool that Kind of Funny started as it was being this small thing, and now their interview with Phil Spencer is like what's across the wire and what's mm. being referenced in all the news media. Well, that was really like cool. the first like Talk interview directly <laughs> concerning any of this. No one no one yeah. addressed the issue of what was going on with Redfall or, you know, the the in quotation state of Xbox. No one was addressing it head on until that fucking interview. Yeah. And that was a really yeah. hard interview to watch because dude, Uncle Phil is the man. I love that dude. Yeah. I think he's such a good guy so and good. He, you can you can see like the comp- the compassion he has. And the, the general passion towards all the games that he has. Like, he, he really cares. And he seems so defeated. But, yeah, like, I... Well, well it's here's so another, frustrating, here's another, dude. It's so frustrating. But here's a piece that I will say that I just... I know this to be true. And I don't think this is a secret. Microsoft is a massive company. Just like Amazon. Just like Apple. Just like any of these other massive, massive tech companies. And think about what else is going on inside of Microsoft right now. They've got the acquisition Blizzard deal, which has been approved in some countries and blocked in others. They've got ChatGPT, which is one of 10 billion AI tools, but has the best PR and the most eyes on it being rolled out into their products. They've got a bazillion other things. Like think about everything Microsoft has its hands in. So Think about when, you know, you were just talking about IP and approval and decisions. Think about the red tape required to make a game. You know what I mean? At a, at a company like that. Like, I'll tell you right now, anything to do with Prime Video and getting like a show greenlit to be made, like Jack Ryan, the new season, is a nightmare at Amazon because of how big the company is. But that's no different from any of these other companies. So I think the question becomes like, what is the operational model that's going to work best to put games in front of this community that will savage you if it's not right. And maybe it, maybe what needs to happen is the expectations just need to be adjusted. I talk about this almost every show. It's like, this is a fucking business and they all need to show that they're working on something and they need to show steady progress. They can't just delay and delay and delay. Some of these studios that delay all the time aren't publicly traded. The ones that are need to answer to shareholders. So I think that's what's happening is they're just, they're rushing stuff because they need to show progress. And I think they just need to take a step back and be like, okay, maybe we just don't say March, 2023. Maybe it just needs to be like January, 2024, you know? It puts so much unbelievable pressure on Starfield. I would like, I would not unfair completely. Cause this is the thing, man. Fucking, they've been promising this whole like, we we got all these studios, we're buying up, we're we're setting it, we're setting up the pieces we need to be like this massive competitor. And listen, dude, Game Pass is incredible for the average gamer, someone who just wants to like buy a system, get Game Pass, and play a bunch of games. It's the best way to do it. But if you want to talk about like the actual innovation, and that is my fucking key thing that I just keeps bringing me back to Nintendo, to PlayStation, to all these things. Like, fuck, PC, the amount of ex- exclusives just available on a on a PC that are innovative, that push the needle, that change the industry, that actually get people talking about, like, holy fuck, have you seen this game? I cannot tell you the last time Xbox did that. Well, It's so weird to see the 360 era 
where they were smashing crash, shit out of the gate. It. They were fucking created. Dude, when Forza came out of nowhere and people were like, yo, what the fuck is this racing game? This is incredible. Gears of War came out of nowhere. The Halo franchise was getting the best it's ever been. They fucking stayed on their laurels for what? A decade on those three titles. Yeah. They had good games here and there, but like good, decent. They never had yeah. like those revolutionary things. Xbox One was the fucking worst generation. They never had yeah. those big, big titles that everyone's like, holy shit, I need to buy this system to get. And they've been promising for the last like, what is it now? It, we're going on almost eight years of them being like, don't worry. It's coming. We're, it's we're coming. working it's coming. on it. It's coming. It's coming. Well, and I here's the thing. I just need to finish this thought. I know it's going to come eventually. It has to mm-hmm. because they're either going to fail completely or it's going to go that direction. I, They have way too many good studios working on way too many great IPs that it's mm-hmm. going to happen eventually. But this weight of like the next fucking game to be like the thing is just taking so long that I'm not someone who like invests heavily in Xbox. So it doesn't hit me as hard, but it's frustrating to watch and just be like, yeah. guys, just please one game. And is Starfield that game? I really fucking hope it is, but that's way too much pressure to put on, on it them is. in general. You know what I mean? I think this is a PR and communications thing. Cause here's a couple of things Phil said. Phil's like, we're not trying to sell more consoles. We're number three to PlayStation and Nintendo. We're not trying to sell more consoles. We're trying to have you be able to play games anywhere. And I think what's happening is internally at Microsoft, and they've said this publicly a lot, I think their main focus is not games. I think the fact that they own a lot of studios is confusing, but they're worth almost $2 trillion. So it makes sense they would own a lot of studios because they want to own the content because content is still king. But I think what they're trying to do, well, I know know what they're trying to do because they've said it, is they're trying to develop cloud gaming at, at scale because... I don't think they're actually trying to be the company that comes up with innovative AAA games. I think the community wants them to be that. And I think their PR and communication reacting to that is not right. Mm. I think what they need to do is they need to come out and be like, we are going to make a platform where you can play good to kind of good games anywhere you want. And we're not going to do this third party or this AAA bullshit. We're just going to be about like, this mass of games where you can play them wherever you want. Cause Nintendo kind of does that. Like the switch is like, this game's not like put Zelda aside for a second, but like the Mario games are great, but they're not fucking last of us, but you can play them anywhere. You can take, you can actually take the thing and take it with you places. So I think Xbox is like, what if we did that in the cloud and we did it with all these other games? I think if they just, stuck to that identity they wouldn't have this problem but they're trying to be playstation and they're trying to be nintendo and i think the community is kind of making them if that makes sense because they've been very clear about what they're trying to do and i think the community has made them over promise on all those all this other shit that's kind of you are right that that we've talked about forever that platform of like one day we're just going to download an app and like they'll be the the that's what they're trying to do and that's great what baffles me is like you keep you said it they're a two trillion dollar company how can you not at some point put Halo? Let's let's look at Halo. Halo is the fucking poster child for Xbox. It yeah. is what used to sell units. We're not talking about units anymore, right? Let's forget about that. But if they're just going to focus on the cloud thing, that's great because I would love that. I would love to fucking be able to download an app one day and just download a bunch of shit and have it stream perfectly. That's awesome. With all the the resources in the in the world with all the money in the world. Can you not have both? I I, I don't want to be like greedy and asking for everything, but I'm just saying like, it's yeah. weird that it's just thing after thing of like, okay, okay. Like, no, no, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And like, I think it's going to happen eventually. It's the frustration stems from like, G- Jesus, man. Like what went wrong with Redfall? How did you guys not check in? And how did you not foresee that the failure, the potential failure of what was happening here was going to reflect on your corporation as a whole. They 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 came out and said, oh, we didn't think it was really going to affect like people's thoughts on Starfield and the future of Xbox. How? Uh, they, that disconnect have... is what concerns me. 
Well, and what's weird, so again, and by the way, this is speculation. Microsoft has not said anything to me. It's not like this is like insider info I have. And if I did, I would not reveal it because that's unethical. But here's what I think happens. And this, again, is any big company. Phil has to answer to Microsoft global executives, probably Satya Nadella, who's the CEO. I don't actually know who Phil reports to, but it's probably him. The thing about what you're saying is that for everything to happen at that level, at this scale, with this amount of complexity, because building a game is fucking like crazy. It's, it's more crazy than a movie. In a lot of cases, it takes more money. And I'm just like, maybe the problem is that everything needs to go to the top of the pyramid for approval. Like, would it not be easier, Xbox, if you split your division into cloud and games? And they were very separate and there was two leaders that reported to Phil. And maybe it does, maybe this is already the way it is, but give them autonomy to kind of like make these decisions in order to move faster and get some of these approvals quicker. Because I feel like that's what's holding it up. Like if you, you, you could be some absolutely of the slowdowns right. internally, it's crazy. I'm there. more shocked that we are going on like a decade of that problem you just pointed out not being corrected and addressed. Yeah, and not be, like consumer facing. Holy shit! Wh- how did you guys make this absolutely unforgettable experience? Like, thank like I have not seen that come out. That Forza, Forza Horizon particularly for my taste, one of the best racing games you can get. So like they they still make like great games. I just mean. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a bummer at the end of the day to not have something to look over at that side of the industry and go, God damn, man, like I I, I need to get on that. And whether it's on PC, Xbox, whatever, that is an unforgettable thing that I want to be a part of. The whole cloud thing yeah. is so strange that that is actually what got them blocked in the UK on the on the deal yeah. for Activision Blizzard. That's fucking crazy. Um, well, and that's like, it's new, it's emerging tech. And they're like, you're a monopoly. It's like, well, that's just because PlayStation, it doesn't move fast enough to have a competitor up yet, but they will, they sort of do. And that they will have something that directly competes with it. What's so funny to me, man, is like Phil Spencer is clearly dialed in the community. He's on and he's mm-hmm. like, Hey Paris. Hey Mike. Hey, like he knows the guys from X cast. Like he remembers their name. Like, yep. he, you know what I mean? He is dialed in the community. Jim Ryan looks like he's the type of dude <laughs> who used to drive a Dodge Stratus and brag about it to his neighbors. You know what I mean? Like that's the vibe that dude gives off. Like yeah. you're not You're not going to convince me. Jim Ryan knows what the fuck is going on with last of us fans. Yeah. But like, Phil Spencer clearly does like the dude was wearing a hoodie in his interview. Like he just, he has the vibe that he knows what's happening. So like, I'm kind of perplexed in the same way as you are. I think I offer explanation given the fact that I work with them. I'm like, this is probably, I think what's happening, but um, it is frustrating from a consumer standpoint. Yes. Anybody who bought a series X is probably like, uh, cool i guess i really wish i could have played last of us because the fucking show came out uh this is really annoying oh there's more stock now i think i'm gonna go buy one and that's where i'm gonna spend my time like yeah. i think you know that's probably what's happening i am excited i really am for the day that we're like we're looking back and we're going oh fuck dude like remember like remember redfall remember like dude they're on fire right now because they do have like this is the thing they still have so much shit in the chamber that they are ready to fire yeah. off a lot of stuff that i am dying to see and i'm rooting for you mentioned fable dude come on a new fable in 2000 probably 24 and beyond at this point a new elder scrolls what the fuck like i <laughs> i i will buy it for that even if it's the worst game ever uh, avowed i think it's called new obsidian game fucking perfect dark they like those are just four of what they have 20 studios right now that are just gonna make what seem what what is being promised (laughs) to be very good games um and i guess the next thing to talk about they did announce very shortly after redfall um the showcase for starfield and that's gonna come in was it june june yeah june right it's you know what it's what's interesting too is in business you just talked about everything they have in the pipe. We will never in a million years, even if it's all ready, we won't all, we won't get that in one business quarter for a couple of reasons. Mm. Number one, their marketing budget won't support pushing it all and they'll want to push it all. Number two, they won't want to lap a strong quarter the following year. No business wants to get things going so hot and heavy 
that they have to grow that this same point a year from now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're going to have to spread out everything they got in the chamber for probably the next three fucking years, even if it's all ready today. And that's, I think, what's really annoying is like it's going to be this slow drip now right into 2030. Well, Phil did talk about um, on that same X-Cast thing. He specifically said he is really excited for the day that they are releasing a big budget AAA like banger, for lack of better terms, every quarter. Which which he wants is, to like get that. up on stage. You can tell. I saw him at Game Awards. He was sitting in the front row of Game Awards when I was there in December. That fucking guy wants to get up on stage and accept an award for one of these games. You can tell. Yeah. Like he. That's what's so frustrating. It's like you're. He's the boss, and he clearly wants it. You can see the passion. I think there's internal bureaucracy there, and I think that's causing some issues. And that's any company. It's not a specific Microsoft thing. Yeah. I think it's easier to be a smaller independent studio, it's even easier to be an EA and get things going than to be Microsoft with 1900 divisions, 4,000 people working on finance. Like, like there probably is, I just said that number out of nowhere. There probably is 4,000 people at Microsoft that just do finance. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's crazy. But I, I, I'm with you, man. Like if they, if, if they deliver even 30% of what they promise, I'm in. On the platform. Dude, the problem is too. they've delivered like 5%. That's you know the I mean? problem. And it's like, listen, cloud gaming, it's cool. The future of video games and how we play them, that that's cool. I am so much less concerned about that than I am. What's the cool fucking next thing I, I can play? Yeah. What, what What's the game I'm looking forward to next? Like, I'm looking at Zelda next week. Just like, holy fuck, I can't wait to get my hands on that. And I st- I'm playing an amazing game right now. To not have anything of that substance and value and just hype and all these things and like to not have that to look forward to on an entire platform for so long. And they did, you know, they had Halo and then Halo came out and everyone was just like, it seemed to just not land where anyone wanted it to. Yeah. Forza games, it's if you're not into racing, it's not that big deal to you. The people that do like it, it's good. I, Hi-Fi Rush is a gem they they dropped out of nowhere, but it's just like we're getting to the halfway point of this generation. So unless you are a person that subscribes to Game Pass and that completely fulfills you as a gamer, there's not a whole lot to look for. Or there hasn't been a lot to look forward to. There is a lot to look forward to. But it's just unfortunate that uh, that it was Arcane, man. Arcane's a good you know, studio. You know so, it's so sad. You know how I knew. You know how I knew things were bad. You know how I knew we were down bad when Snowbike Mike gets on the mic <laughs> and doing his himself. review for it. He's just like, okay. you know, like it's okay. And I was like, as soon as Snowbike Mike said those words in that tone, I'm like, guys, we're fucked. If Snowbike Mike doesn't like Redfall, <laughs> you guys are. Yeah, yeah. You guys, he, are he'll battle anything. Like, Oh, yeah. he's he's a diehard. He buys the little sweaters for the controllers. He is a diehard Xbox dude, yeah. and he is the master of, of hype. That's literally his fucking moniker. And for him to just be like, yeah, like it's okay. It's like, you guys done fucked up. I'm trying to remember the fucking named. Um, this is what's going to save Xbox, okay? I'm going to say it right now. Time stamp oh, the, this. Fucking put this on YouTube. Put this on Reels. I don't know. Whatever. Is the one this is going to save the entire Xbox brand? Bring back amped snowboarding. <laughs> that was the best, oh like, dude. The original uh, Xbox that was such a fucking good game. That, that, that was, I remember that game. <laughs> it would not save shit, but like, I never had God, I love that game. It was like the, I never the had an Xbox, skate. but I played at friends' houses. Yeah, it was literally like if you ever played skate, the, the skateboarding game, it was the equivalent of that, but snowboarding. It was just so fucking sick. Amazing. You got, you got dig into your catalog, Xbox. You have so many gems, man. So many gems. Um, fuck, dude. I, I, w- should we continue? We had two other things on here. I don't know if we have time for them. Do you want to talk about the Gran Turismo trailer real quick? Dude, I was very amped about the Gran okay. Turismo trailer. Let's cap off the show I just with the watched Gran Turismo it. trailer. Oh, man. I just watched it before we started. I don't even know where to begin. I... That's a very cool concept to me. Maybe do you want to break down like what this yeah, trailer does? Um, like everyone, everyone's heard of Gran Turismo, whether you played it or not. Um, the movie is coming out. The trailer has dropped, so go check it out. 
The idea for this movie, I think, is really fucking cool because this could have been so bad. This could have just been yeah. like, we're just going to do a racing movie and there's going to be like the, the the kid who like grew up on the streets. But then he becomes like a big shot and he's trying to get the girl the whole time from his hometown. And once he gets professional, he like ends up getting her because now he's famous. Like this could have been yeah. the most generic, awful racing movie with a backdrop of drama we've ever seen. What yeah. they chose to do was really interesting, and I did I knew nothing about this before the trailer yeah, dropped. Me neither. Apparently, there is a very true story about Gran Turismo putting out a program calling for racers that are really into Gran Turismo to enter a competition. Through this competition, they are actually I, I guess the way it works out, I don't know the real details that I'm I'm saying a lot of this from what the trailer showed us. Yeah. Um through this competition of playing the Gran Turismo game, they handpicked real racers to be trained and put in real race cars <laughs> for real racing. And the story of the movie follows one of the people who went through this competition and made it as one of the winners and is now apparently a fucking race car driver in real life. So Wild. That is that is the best coolest possible, concept ever. Yes, that in could terms easily of the stories be, being told. That could take Last of Us and make it look like shit. <laughs> like not not really, but the Last of Us it's a different thing. But like in terms of video game ad- adaptations, this is such a cool way. to It's do a it. very on the nose. Okay, no, this is actually about the video game. We're not shying away, and it's yeah. just in the universe. And we never say Gran Turismo. It's just it's in the Gran Turismo universe. No, no, this is. It's literally about the game Great. on so PlayStation good. 5 called yeah. Gran Turismo. And it's about this guy's <laughs> journey about becoming yeah. a fucking race car driver, which is so insane. cool. A lot of good actors I, in it. Yeah. Orlando uh, Bloom Hopper and Onion, you were saying? Uh, yeah. Hopper. Or, Orlando fucking, Bloom and Onion. Hopper yeah. from Stranger Things. Yeah. It looks legit. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I think I think we're at this cool inflection point where video game adaptations used to just be the laughing stock of the movie and, uh, and uh, TV industry. And there. now they're starting to churn out some fucking bangers. The Mario movie. Billion dollars. Oh my God. Like we literally didn't even talk about that. I think, did you talk about it with Derek last week? I can't remember. No, uh, I don't think he's seen it yet. And like, Oh was... my God. The Mario movie was fucking incredible. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be terrible with Chris Pratt in that seat. We talked about it and he fucking nailed it. That was great, man. The amount of doesn't like mushrooms on his pizza. The the inside. This is the thing, right? They didn't. The Italian family. Not that fucking Mario has a storyline like the last of us that you can adapt one to one, but what they did in terms of being like, okay, what, what the fuck is super Mario Two Italian plumbers that, that are in this (laughs) unexplainable world trying to save a princess from a turtle. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) And they, they kind of leaned into it really heavy again, kind of like this Gran Turismo trailer. Being like, okay, no, 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 let's actually point out a lot of how ridiculous yeah. this shit is and make it make sense where it is a cartoon world. So there's already, you got your suspension of disbelief and all that shit is out the window. But they are actually plumbers in their little cartoon world and are doing all this fun stuff. And they get oh sucked into the Mushroom Kingdom. And there's, yeah. this, there's this plot already happening. And like Peach is a fucking badass. And just every little callback, like even when they're running. Uh, to their their first job, and it cuts to the side scrolling scene. Oh, amazing! Dude, there, there's That's so fucking many fucking callbacks. Dude, make a Mario like that. Make an actual game that is that Rainbow like, Road. That side scroll like when amazing. when your son when Grayson fucking yelled out in the theater, it's Rainbow Road. I was like, it's oh, yeah. on. Fuck, dude, I was so hyped. Yeah. And like they they're doing like literally again. Like I'm almost dialing back to when I was a kid. Not I yeah, play yeah. these games still to this day, but it, it brought me back to being like, yeah, Rainbow Road was the shit. They're having this huge battle. Buddy turns into it. He's like, fucking blue shell. And everyone in the theater is like, <laughs> yeah, let's go. It was like so good. It's Just so the, good. the perfect like, way of doing that. Oh, my God. And and even like the Italian family and like the <laughs> uncle in the yeah, fucking tracksuit with the fro. I'm like, I'm like, this is so funny. And and I think th- so Charlie Day. I don't know if it was Charlie Day or just the way they animated and made him move. It's probably a little bit of both. 
But Luigi was so well done too. Luigi's I think great. we all. I love Luigi's kind of. <laughs> Luigi's kind of a bit of a bitch, and I th- like. There's no reason we should think that, but like he is, and like they make him like this innocent, like oh, he's the younger brother, and like Mario needs to protect him, and it's this whole thing. You like, sent me, I think, on Instagram, and if yeah. this is true, if they fucking make a Luigi's Mansion movie with the exact oh. like Charlie Day, the exact same animation, like Illumination Studios does it, I I'm all I'm there all day. Um, it's not spoilers. They're making a sequel. Yeah, we, well, we that's that. so Cheryl, my wife, literally, <laughs> my wife and my son brought a stuffed Yoshi to the movie, and they were so excited to sit there with their stuffed Yoshi and see Yoshi in the movie. He wasn't in the movie, and I think there was like a pink maybe, Yoshi or something, maybe he'll a be green in the Yoshi. Well, exactly, and then maybe, there's a maybe, maybe he'll be maybe. in the sequel. Maybe, maybe he'll be hard we to don't say. Know. Go go know. see it and, and make sure movie, you stay in the it. theater till the very end. <laughs> so fuck, dude. Times. Okay, all those fucking noobs leaving half. Like, come on. Have you oh, not seen a movie past the Marvel Phase One? Like, stay yeah. in the theater. It's after the Iron Man. If you idiots. if you leave before the credits, you're an idiot. Iron Man set the bar for that shit. Like, yeah, you dude, literally could connect all those scenes, and like that could be its own movie yeah. with all the Marvel stuff. But yeah, between that, Last of Us, uh, what looks like Gran Turismo, you know, we'll see Sonic. The new Sonic movie apparently was really good. I still Detective haven't seen Pikachu either of the good. Sonic movies. I feel like I need I've heard to. the second one's good. I heard the first one's okay. Um, you know, what, what was the other one? I, I mean, the Hitman movies were all objectively bad, but I feel like that's gonna be the next one that has a renaissance, and I'm pretty excited about where that could go. So. I mean, it's you basically John Wick, very easy. Oh, yeah, that it really, it really is. John Wick. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I mean, TV's having a moment, I'm excited for it. It's you know we the uncharted movie is behind us. We we get to look forward. Now. We don't need <laughs> that. To you know what? Up. Hollywood got their greasy little paws on that, and they put you know big budget stars, and they spent way too much money paying those two fucking guys, uh, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. And like this is what happens. You know what I mean? Like I think they need you need to focus more on the story, the set pieces the the progression like you need to focus I, wa- I watched a like really that. good video on on guys breaking down that compared to the last of us and why the last of us worked so well and why that didn't funny enough same guys that i sent you a video of and you immediately can't, were like no which is their weird banter is annoying to me sorry just my opinion it, it, sure i they're incredibly popular people it was so it was so weird to me that, that was your like these guys these guys cannot watch them because i'm like what you dude you need to watch this video because the history of the video game awards is fucking unhinged i had no idea i will watch it this could probably be an entire topic but you have to watch this video and we could do an entire show on this did you know that spike tv was the first to do video game awards and it was all centered around half naked women and weird fuck madden 2004 won (laughs) 2004's video game game of the year Oh, wow. I did not know that. Watch this video, dude. I'm telling you, it goes through every detail of how fucked up it was for years, how Jeff Keighley got started and connected with it at all, and how it became what it is today. Like, it is... I didn't know any of this, and it is insanely fascinating. I will watch it for our next for next week's episode. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Okay, cool. Um, speaking of which, you and I need to figure some shit out because... I'm going to be away for potentially two weeks in a row. So maybe we need to lock one in the chamber and have one release while I'm gone. Yep. So we'll, we we'll talk about that. But until next time, uh, that's going to be it from us. Thanks to everyone for listening as always. And we'll catch y'all next week. The opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints on the Pixel Candy Podcast are those of the hosts and the hosts alone. The Pixel Candy Podcast does not reflect the opinions or views of either Amazon Inc. or Eastside Games Group.